0: Again, this is Daring Dialogues. I'm your host, Shante Charles. Today, I have uh, decided that I'm going to do a little bit of my live on my personal page. Um, And if you are watching me live or if you're watching the playback on my personal page, you can find us here Monday through Friday on my IG at Daring Dialogues. Sometimes people are like, where are you? Where have you been? Um, Where are you sharing? Where are you speaking? I am speaking every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, unless something really drastic changes. um, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on my IG at Daring Dialogues. On Tuesdays, you can also find me on my special broadcast on the Facebook page, Black Table Talk, where we are talking all things Black. Um, Right now we are reading Black Women, Black Love, which is talking about historically um, the things that Black women have gone through to fight for Black love. I know, I know it's a whole other storyline going on. <laughs> in the world about black women and how we feel about black men but it seems like a whole lot of people aren't listening to black women and how black women feel about black men but they want to tell us how we are feeling I find that very weird um <laughs> so this morning i am really just going to be talking and hopefully motivating you in your own life by just sharing uh some things that have been happening with me recently so i would say let's see let's just rewind it back to what friday um so friday there had been some things going on and my husband and i we have been praying as we always do just praying about work and marketplace and professional life and how we could impact um, people even the more through what we do uh, professionally Now, this is a part of what I do professionally. I want to thank the We Dare squad for supporting this part of my work. Um, But I also publish. I also edit. I also copyright. (laughs) I also teach adults. I also teach children. Um, And so I have a lot going on. Let's just put it that way, right? I'm trying to be a good steward over the things, the gifts, the talents, the skills, that God has given to me, which is a whole other, whole other thing. Because if you're really like working on the things that God has called you to, and God has gifted you with, and God has skilled you with, there's not a whole lot of room for, mm, let's say, drama coming at other people sideways. Because you're trying to make sure your life stays upright, right? So Friday, I was. I was planning on a Friday show, and because of some things that were happening in my husband's professional world, he said, I would like for you to come with me to a job site. Now, because of the way my professional life is set up, I was able to say, yes, I can do that. So we got up really early in the morning and set out for the job site. And I said, ooh, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this. (laughs) You're going to have to help me with this. Um, I am a person that when I intercede, my usual intercession time is somewhere. um, I don't really want to give when, because if you understand spiritual warfare, you know that things come to attack you in your prayer time. But let's just say is usually when everybody else is sleeping. <laughs> so, the night before, I was a little, you know, I was up. And when I got up on for Friday morning, I was like, man, I am like super tired. Um and and at first I was like, you know what? I'll pray from the house, you know. You go ahead. I don't want to ruin your day. I don't want to slow you down, you know, all of that good stuff. But he encouraged me and he said, you know, I really feel like you are supposed to, you know, be with me today. So, I sucked it up like the buttercup I am. <laughs> this is for the this is for the women who want to be married to kings, right? So, I sucked it up and I was like, "Okay, We're going to be doing this. So we got to the job site and I was still, you know, a little sleepy, a little disoriented. And I just laid there and I said, Lord, I need you to touch my body. I need you to help me to fully awaken so that I can be the help and be the assistance, right, that my husband needs for the day and in this moment. So, as I began to do that, I began to, you know, just continue to just pray and speak life over whatever was happening on the site, speak over, you know, the the workers and everything that were on the site, speak over the safety of the site. My husband is an architect. Um, so, just praying those different things and The Lord had also prompted him to bring his shofar. Now, the site that he is currently working on is the design of a sacred space um, for a Jewish community, a very, very large Jewish community. So he brought his his shofar, but he hadn't, you know, taken it out. So after I was praying and I was just, you know, kind of laying there in the car As much as you can lay out in the car. Um, He came back to the car. Maybe I would probably say about 45 minutes to an hour into the prayer. And he said, and he came back and he was very excited. he was like, I don't know what just went down. (laughs) But they want me to, you know, bring my shofar in. And I'm going to play it and the you know executive of the of the project happened to be on site on Friday he's usually not there so he said and the executive um wants to meet you as well and i was like oh a <laughs> who <laughs> lord oh all right so I gathered myself, got the crust out of my eyes, because <laughs> some was still in there, got the crust out of my eyes, and went into the site that's still, you know, it's being worked on, so of course we had, you know, I had, you know, right shoes on, uh, and I know uh, Pastor Ben would understand, understand, you know, the necessity of this, so I had the right shoes on, um, you know, body covered, <laughs> hard, hard hat on, and we went inside and my husband began to, and there's pictures on his, on his Facebook profile, I believe, and he began to blow the shofar and sound the alarm. And whatever had been happening, That atmosphere began to shift and change and we saw it change. We saw it change with the workers who were on site. We saw it change with um, the executive director. We saw it change with the uh, project manager. Everybody who was leading in some way, shape or form in getting that building done We saw their attitude begin to change. And a lot of times, and what I learned from it was a lot of times we have, right? We have our spiritual authority, but oftentimes people are too afraid or too shy about it or too timid about fully walking in in the fullness of who you are spiritually and naturally because some of us are really really good at what we do naturally but there's a whole other layer and level to us spiritually that we tend to mm, overshadow with other things or we don't really emphasize it because we may feel like we're in an environment. Where people may not be receptive to it, where um, people may have, excuse me, may have differing beliefs, and that's okay. But I guarantee you, (laughs) the people who have no beliefs that I've met in professional spaces, that I know in professional spaces, are very clear on the fact that they have no belief. And they will happily tell you they have no belief and be proud about it. So I got a chance to um, see both parts of my husband's elements, not only walking as um, an apostle spiritually, but also walking as an apostle professionally, one who literally helps design and helps things, um, buildings come to fruition. And I remember a very long time ago when we were first um, engaged and when God was speaking to us about our purpose as a married couple. That's in the whole other sermon about how if you are engaged, you are in a relationship, you really should be seeking God about your purpose as a married couple. Yes, you have individual purposes, but there is a purpose for your marriage so as he was talking to us early on in our engagement process one of the things he said to us was that you would be like a Ezra and a Nehemiah you would be um, a couple that helps both naturally and spiritually with the building whether it's building physical buildings or building people which is why our ministry primarily focuses on building people and not building buildings, if that makes sense. So we had to understand our role and what we would be doing in the future. What is God calling you to in the future, and how is that going to play out um, in your relationships? And so here we are in year 22 of marriage happily, thankfully, happily married, and still seeing what God said continue to manifest in our life, right? So it was very exciting because after that moment, it was like something in the atmosphere, something in the environment broke. And whatever tensions had been going on, whatever disagreements um sort of had been happening in the background, you saw the atmosphere change. And I got a chance to, you know, meet that director and we got to talking and I got to share a little bit about, you know, my personal background and journey um, into the uh, Hebrew culture. I won't really say Jewish, but really into the Hebrew culture and You know, things like learning Hebrew and understanding, you know, the Hebrew New Year and all that. And so what did that do even further? It broke the ice. It bridged a gap. It um, helped that person see some common ground. It's another lesson. Where can you find common ground with other people that may not look like you? that may not talk like you, that may not think or believe like you do. So that was great, right? That was just one part of the adventure. So we left there. It was it was awesome. Now, I had been having, in the meantime, I had been having some issues with um, accounts receivables. And if you're in business, you know what that is. Right, so I just kind of said in passing in my prayer that morning, You know, Lord, everybody's been talking about all of this, you know, surprise this and surprise that, and you know, their needs being supplied in supernatural, surprising ways. (laughs) I'm like, Lord. Been working for what I've gotten. It, it's been no. It's been no surprises. Okay. So, I said, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be nice. You know, it'd be nice to experience some of this surprise that everybody be talking about. <laughs> I'm just being real. This is how I talk to the Lord. I don't know how you talk to Him. This is how I talk to Him. I was like, Lord, it, it, it'd be nice to get a surprise every now and then. You know, something I ain't have to work for, earn. So to speak. So we're going and driving to the next uh, work site, which is um, it's a I guess a renovation project. <laughs> it's a renovation project, and so we get out. And again, this picture is also on his profile. We get out, and it's a it's a abandoned home it looks horrible especially on the inside so again getting our gear on to go inside and i was like well do you want me to go in or do you want me you know to stay outside and he was like at first because it looked really the the site looked really um dangerous he said i want you to stay outside for a moment and then you know he kind of checked the grounds or whatever but as he was checking the grounds you know, making a decision about whether I would go in. This huge, I have never seen this type of, I've seen them before, but I have never seen it this big. That thing had to be at least four inches, at least. It was a praying mantis sitting on top of our vehicle. Now, If you know anything about how God speaks, right? He speaks through not just the supernatural, but he also speaks through creation. So I am one of those people that I am trying to, every single day, make sure that I am paying attention. Make sure that I'm being present. Make sure that I'm being aware and that I'm looking for God to speak. Because I know that he's speaking and he does speak. And, you know, so whether it's through creation or whether it's through his inner voice or whether it's through a supernatural happening, I am always trying to make sure that I'm being present in the moment and looking for God to speak. So we get out of the vehicle and there's this huge praying mantis sitting on the top of our car. And I was like, what in the entire world is this thing? Because at first, I didn't know what it was. It was so huge. And then I looked again, and I was like, that's a praying mantis. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, let me tell you a little bit about the praying mantis. The word mantis in Greek means seer or prophet. Um, praying mantises are can be signs of good fortune. And so... You know, I was like, oh, okay. All right. So the presence has landed. So I began to, and maybe maybe I'm the only person who does this. Some, maybe somebody else does this. But I speak to creation. If I see deer, I talk to them. I talk to my plants. There's one sitting right in front of me that's blooming really beautifully because I talk to poinsettia every day. So I proceeded to have a conversation with this praying mantis. And I got over there and I was like, yeah, we're going to pray today. And we're going to continue to have a wonderful day. And we thank God for the blessings. We thank God for abundance. Um, Praying mantises are said to symbolize that the angelic presence of God is with you, that God is going with you. So I began to pray into that. And sure enough, (laughs) about 10 minutes later, I heard a ding on my phone, and I was like, "Hmm, let me go see what this is." So I checked my phone, and I saw I had a a notice on one of my accounts. And I looked at the notice, and guess what it was? <laughs> it was some surprise money. I said, "Huh." <laughs> I said, "Now, God, you know you showing out this morning. You you showing out." you showing up. So I said, oh, oh, this is, this is how we're doing it today. Okay. All right. All right. I see you, God. I see ya. So I looked, saw the, um, (laughs) saw the surprise money and I went over there. I was like, wait a minute. And then I went to the source of the notice of the surprise money. And it was like from one of my Um, tutoring companies and the notice said and now this is like a company that's always on their P's and Q's and like they disperse on time and all of that so I was like I don't even know why I don't know why so I went over there just to find out why and the notice said (laughs) the notice said disbursement underpaid. And I said, what? (laughs) I'm like, listen, this is not a company that underpays people. So I was just like, you know what? God, you all right. (laughs) God, you are all right with me. And he reminded me, he was like, didn't you say, didn't you ask for some surprise money? Didn't you say didn't you try to accuse me <laughs> of bypassing my children? hmm Yeah, he got on my case. He's like, oh, 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 okay. You're trying to say that I'm the father of you. You're trying to say I'm your father, but that I would skip over you as my child. That that That's what you essentially, you know, accuse me of. That everybody over here is getting blessed and ain't nothing happening for you. That's what you basically said so i tried him and i put him to the test right so god is always up to the challenge that's what he that's what he was essentially saying i'm up to the challenge you want to try me today hmm try we sing now we sing try jesus oh he's all right we sing it but put him to the test so You you know, I mean, it was abandoned grounds and everything. And so nobody was out there. So I had to, you know, I cut me a step. Because I was like, thank you. I appreciate that, God. I appreciate that. So we went on through the day. Got back. And at the end of that, there was a message that went through. That my husband received from that first job site. And that director emailed him to say, Thank you for sanctifying this space. Thank you for being the, the first person to sanctify this space. So out of all that happened on that Friday, the word sanctifying came up. Not out of our mouth, but out of the mouth of the project of the executive director who's going to be overseeing the sacred space. And then the Holy Spirit posed a bigger question. He said, what are you doing in your life? What are you doing in your professional life, in your professional space, in the places that you come into contact with, What are you doing that lets people know that your presence is a sanctifying one? That you aren't just there to do a job, but that you are there to bring a transformational presence that when you do your job, People understand that God is with you and that you're doing your job in a way that people understand that you are sanctifying a space because you are in it. Not just because you, you know, you came and you, you half did the job or, you know, I'm just here. You know, most people say, I'm just here for the check. If you are a believer, you can't just be there for the check. Uh-oh, I know somebody finna turn this off right now. <laughs> if you're a believer, you you're not just there for the check. Your presence is a sanctifying presence. It's a presence that's supposed to let people know that God's hand is here. God's power is here. God's peace is here. God is involved in what we're doing. And even if other people around you are acting like God isn't there or that God isn't involved, you have the glorious honor, the glorious privilege of being the example. There was a time, right, when people wanted to be the example where they went. But now we have a lot of people that just want to fit in, right, or they just want to blend in or they want to stay in the background and not cause trouble or not shake the boat because they're just here for a check. Maybe there was someone there Friday. Well, we know that the executive director was moved to understand that what was happening was a sanctifying thing. It wasn't just, I'm going to take out a shofar and blow it. It wasn't performative, but it was to clear the air. It was to bring in a new beginning. It was to announce the presence of God. But maybe there was some other people there who maybe didn't realize that yes, you're on a job site, and I know Pastor Ben understands this, who's who's uh listening on Daring Dialogues IG. You're on a job site, yes. But what are you doing on that job site? We know that some job sites have basic you know, don't do's and don'ts, right? Like don't smoke on the job. Some places have a no profanity rule. Like they want you to speak in a professional manner. So no profanity. Yes, we know some jobs have dress codes, dress codes for safety. But beyond that, do you understand the spiritual part of yourself and what job your spiritual part has to play in your everyday professional life. And it was inspiring to me to see that my husband understands that he's not just there to do a job. He's not just there to get a paycheck. He's there To bring the sanctifying presence of God into the spaces that he goes into. And so, I said all that to say that there are many ways that God can speak to us, right? He can speak to us. Friday was, he was speaking to us through nature. He was speaking to us through our attitudes. He was speaking to us through um, how we move into a space. He was speaking to us through obedience. He was speaking to me through submission because I adjusted my schedule on Friday to make sure that I would be where my husband asked me to be. And in that... (laughs) And in that, I was still blessed financially. <laughs> so I said all that today. This is my Monday motivation. And I hope that I have said something that would encourage you. I, have, I hope that I have said something that might get you thinking a little bit differently about your day. Thinking a little bit differently about your professional life. How you move how you see things, and even in your humanity, right? God is okay with that. He's okay with you having, being a human being. (laughs) It doesn't take a thee and a thou and a mayest and a might for God to hear you and respond to you. So that is what I wanted to share this morning. If you would like to join the conversation, because I am going to open it up for a response on IG, you can join me over at IG at Daring Dialogues. And I hope that you will join me. The rest of this week, we'll be reading uh, some different books on healing and trauma, um, Black farmers, Black women, Black love, Uh, What else do we have? Uh, The Whiteness of Wealth. We'll be talking about the tax system um, and how it disadvantages couples and what you can do about it. So a lot of different uh, books we'll be reading this week. And I hope that you will join us. So to my personal page friends, thank you all for listening and tuning in. And again, we're still live on IG at Daring Dialogues until hmm, about 12 o'clock. You can join us over there if you would like to join the conversation. Take care and God bless. All right. share Cher, Chero, is that Cheryl Maring says, I talk to my plants also. And good morning, Pastor Ben. So if you would like to um, join and click on the camera, if you would like to respond to any of what I've shared today or you're sharing your own motivational message, please click on the camera and I will bring you in. Hello. Good
1: morning. How are you?
0: Good. 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 Good.
1: That is good. Um. Um. What do I start? <laughs> okay. okay. uh Well, you know, that's one thing that I always. Heard. We have. We have
0: a problem. We have a problem because building. You said we. You have a problem. What? I couldn't hear the second part.
1: Oh, we have a problem thinking that ministry starts and stops inside of
0: building. Oh, that's good. We have a problem with thinking that ministry starts and stops inside of a building. You are so right. And you know,
1: but it doesn't. I mean, it's twenty-four hours, twenty-four stuff. That's when the opportunity comes. That's when the many jobs that I got. And we have having conversations with the people. Minister's power. Mm-hmm. Minister's part because in the conversation I'm touching on something, but I'm touching on something that they either asked for, or that conversation that they had, or something like that, and they're not opening the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we should be prepared. Mm-hmm. To minister does to anybody. Yep. The to come.
0: Yep. They may not. They may not ever get to your church.
1: Right? May not. May not. That's why we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Mhm. I mean, yep, yep. Work is work. Work (laughs) is work. But at the same time, uh, that is our work. mm Mhm.
0: yeah and and here's how sometimes we miss an opportunity by trying to separate the sacred from the secular uh-huh. and I you know I've heard people say that all the time you've got your secular responsibilities, you've got your sacred responsibilities, but for me, I've always thought that if the Spirit of God is in you, you are bringing the sacred everywhere you go so how are you so t- for me there re- there isn't a separation as much as there is a knowing the timing for that sacred part of you to appear and i and for me that's what i saw on friday was yes my husband was there he was checking the design he was making sure you know that the the concrete was being laid correctly and you know the angles and things of the of the building were where they needed to be and you know as a designer he was going in and sort of watching where things were being put make sure they were were aligning with what was on the blueprint that kind of stuff but in the midst of that you know in him having a conversation with the executive director he got invited in that's another thing, Lord, (laughs) do we, do we push our sacredness onto people or do we allow ourselves to be invited in to share what is sacred with, to, with us to the world? So he got invited to go get his shofar and blow it. He didn't just, he didn't just, Take his shofar out of the car and walk in there like I'm I'm, you know, I'm gonna show them. <laughs> he didn't do that. He waited to be invited to blow the shofar. And he and because the, he felt inclined to bring it, when the invitation came, right? He was the what they say the the opportunity, the time meets the opportunity. And he was able to blow it. Now, I don't think they have ever probably seen an architect blow a shofar in a building. And certainly not a black man. <laughs> um, you know, because it was our less, it was our less melanated peoples that we were dealing with. But it it was a beautiful moment of showing that, yes, you can be fully in your element of who you are in this world and you can be fully in who you are in the kingdom of God. And so, you know, that was what was really inspiring for me. I was like, I'm I'm on the I'm on the sidelines today, you know, I'm I'm the inner I'm interceding, you know, and then I got a chance to communicate with the director myself. But again, sometimes we underestimate the power of intercession. Now I wasn't underestimating it as much as I was just tired in my body, but I had to recognize that this was important to my husband and I had to press through, right? The feelings of weariness and tiredness to do what it is I knew to do. So that is, you know, just something that as human beings, we're going to have those times where we don't we don't feel like doing it. Or we don't feel up to the task. I'm going to say this. You just questioned
1: something God showed me years ago, almost a decade ago. hmm About the apostles. Right? The apostles were sent out two by two and they were men. Mm-hmm. For the most part. mm-hmm. God spoke to me about, like I said, about a decade ago and told me that he was going to be doing that
0: couple, and okay.
1: mm-hmm. and he was putting them together for that person. Mm-hmm. Because that's a stronger, that's a stronger union. Mm-hmm. Because the two of you, especially when you are the uh, two of you literally come one. Mm-hmm. And you come with you got each other back. You're looking out for you cannot lose. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, that's the what he spoke to me. You know, so when somebody's God tell
0: somebody, oh, this is your husband. this is your wife, but they ain't my type. I said, "What did God say?" <laughs> <laughs> Listen and see. There's a whole other. There's a whole other thing to that because a person may not be your type, but they may be your temperament.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They may not be your type now, but they may be. They may grow into your type.
1: We gotta, do, we gotta teach that. We gotta, we gotta do a type of teaching.
0: On that. <laughs> Cause I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, my husband was not my type, but he was, but he was definitely my temperament, and he has grown into my type.
1: <laughs> that man shouting all over the place. <laughs>
0: Sharon says, thank you. I agree with you that we as wives have to sometimes change our schedules to assist our husbands. And, and, and even in that, like if I hadn't listened to the Lord in April 2021 and decided to go fully into what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have had the room to be available for what my husband wanted me to do on Friday. So again, to me, it, it 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 goes back to obedience. What is it that God is telling you to do and making sure that you do it so that you are um, in the place of being able to take on the opportunities? I think, I can't remember who said it, but they said sometimes you have to say no you have to turn down some things so that you can make room for the yeses that you're supposed to make room for. So, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, obedience is the key. Obedience is the key. Pastor Ben, any final any final thoughts? Okay. Hey, just, just,
1: be, just be sensitive and be aware of any opportunity to bless. I mean, that's bottom line. Yeah. It's not it's not, in, it's not inside four walls that we call the church. What, 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 what was the great commission? Go? <laughs> Go? That means leave from where you're at.
0: We keep, Go. but hey, we keep making it. I don't know. We keep, I don't know. I'm like, are y'all reading the same scriptures I'm reading? Because it seemed like to me, we keep making it everything but what the scripture said. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, see, that's that's why he got people like like you and I to uh, bring them back to what
0: was happening. This past Sunday, I laughed. I was laughing at the title. This past Sunday was supposed to be National Back to Church Sunday. And I'm like, do y'all not understand that so many things are happening and people are like, there's no way I'm going back? like read the room read the room what is the room saying the room is saying the room is saying the church needs a sitting down like the the church not just one individual you know how we say this person needs to sit down for a while and like reevaluate themselves and, no the worldwide body is is supposed to be having a come to Jesus moment. The worldwide body is really supposed to be taking a moment to say, who are we? What are we? What are we doing? Where are we now? And how is what we're doing right now going to drive the future or the extinction of where we are? And rather than having that yeah, and rather than having that sit down moment, they want to keep going like nothing's wrong. When people are telling you they're literally like screaming at you, something is wrong here. And so, I saw one of those those flyers and I just I just scratched out church and I put back to Christ, back to truth. Because if we if we don't get back to that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the things we see right now that that people say, oh, you know, the church is forever. No, the church is not forever.
1: No, nope. never was intended to be.
0: Christ is forever. Yes,
1: yeah, that part.
0: Eternal truth is forever. Yes. Yeah. But the stuff we're making. Is not forever. The ecclesia. The the body of believers. Is forever.
1: Yes.
0: So we got to stop telling people. That what you see is forever. It's not forever. And especially. The state in which it's in. Is definitely um, not forever. So. You know. I hope that. My hope is that people will come to themselves and make their way back to Christ. And I don't care what, what you call yourself, what denomination you call yourself. If you claim to be a follower of the tenets of the gospel, if you claim to follow the Bible, I'm praying that you make your way back to Christ. and and um Sharon, I would go so far to say the body of believers are 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 the ecclesia the yeah. the church and the ecclesia are two different things if you go if you go to the etymology of both of those words ecclesia means the governing body, the gathering of believers. That's what Christ was saying. He was saying, and upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia. Many Bible translations have put church there, but it's actually the word ecclesia. Church is an institution. It was a house of any Lord. Many times it was temples that were converted. It was temples to pagan gods that were converted into meeting spaces for people, but it's not the same as the body of believers. It is a a distinct um, difference, but depending on what Bible translation you read, they have taken out the word ecclesia, which is the people, and they have substituted in the word church. So now most people think that the church is the people, but it's actually not right. And of course, this has caused a lot of confusion in the body of believers. Um, so, I am all for the ecclesia. I am all for the gathering of the believers. And if you want to gather the believers into a space, that's great. But telling people that they are not believers if they don't gather into a space is unscriptural. And And, and I don't know, but so many people have done that and have tried to, you know, make people feel like if you aren't in a space, if you aren't in a physical building, then you aren't worshiping God. And it's just not true. It's just not true. So we know the early church met in homes. We know the early church moved, moved from city to city. Um, obviously, there are different ways of meeting now. You can meet virtually. You can meet online. It's still a gathering of the governing body that Christ has called out. But when we say you must be at this space at this time, we're we're doing a disservice to God's people. So, Pastor Ben, I thank you for your time today. I know you're probably on site right now. But thank you for tuning in, and uh, Lady Cheryl Maring, thank you for tuning in on today. This has been another episode of Daring Dialogues, and I've been your host today, Shantae Charles. Remember, light is the most daring opposition to darkness, so continue to go out and be what, Pastor Ben? Light. Be light. Take care, everyone. God bless, and hopefully I'll see you tomorrow.